This is episode 152 of the Landscape Photography Show, and before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you of the sponsor of the show, that's Nature Photographers Network. Right now, you can go to naturephotographers.network and sign up for a yearly membership for just $49, and if you think about that, for $49 for 365 days, it's really not that much. It's just dimes on the dollar, so really, you can sign up for a cheap membership, plus by listening to the podcast, you can get an extra 10% off of that membership membership if you use the code LPS10 during checkout and lower that cost even more. Give up a Starbucks drink for one day a week and you'll be golden with this membership and you'll get in return reviews on your photos from your favorite photographers all over the world. You'll get exclusive access to webinars and articles and critique sessions. There's tons happening on Nature Photographers Network right now. Go to naturephotographers.network and sign up for a yearly membership and use the code LPS10 for an extra 10% off. In this episode, we're talking to photographer Francisco Cruzat, who's joining us from Spain. And honestly, I love having photographers from other countries on the podcast just because of their viewpoints of photography, life, culture, how you interact with family. It's always a very intriguing discussion when I talk to them. Not only that, I've messaged Francisco back and forth a few times, but we've never talked on voice or calls before. So it's always inspiring to me to get to know another photographer. And if you've never tried that, I would highly encourage you to do so. Because when you can sit down and talk about life, you can talk about photography with somebody else, it is always a beautiful and inspiring conversation. So I hope that you enjoy being a fly on the wall for Francesco's and I's discussion on photography. And really, we get into a lot of discussion on life and how it relates back to photography. Hey everybody, we're here with Francisco Cruzat, who's joining us from the beautiful country of Spain. I know it's beautiful just from so many photos that I've seen of his work, uh, a lot of other people's work of Spain, friends who have gone to Spain, a beautiful culture, a beautiful country. I have not yet been. It is on my list of places that I want to visit and want to go, not only for photography, but just to enjoy a different place. But Francisco, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure and really an honor for me being here and being your guest. <laughs> uh, the honor is all mine. Why don't we get started just talking about if anybody is unfamiliar with who you are and what you do, um, how did you get started in photography and what led you to where you are now? Okay, sure. Um, well, my 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 way on photography started uh, like seven years ago. Um, I I bought myself a camera, and I wanted to take photos and pictures of my of my sons uh, when they play sports. I mean, I was uh, watching a lot of fathers taking pictures, and I said, "Oh, I wanna I wanna have those memories too." So. In in Christmas, I bought myself as a present <laughs> a camera, and and I said, "Well, I, I I have the camera, so what else? What what should I do?" And I said, "Well, 
I, 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 sh I should start, I should start and learn to to take those amazing photos. So um, you know, my first idea in photography was to was to be on sports sports photography, but uh, um, I took a different way. I just took the camera to couple of matches and say, well, uh, it's great to see those pictures, those photos, but I like to watch the game too. <laughs> so I put the camera on one side and just went to the to the games to watch and enjoy my sons playing. So the camera had to be for something else. And that's what led me to landscape, which is where am I now? So uh, what age are your boys? Uh, they were like 12 and, uh, and 15 on that time. Okay. Now they, okay. now they are seven years older, each of them. <laughs> right. What sports do they play? They play rugby. Hmm? Okay. Uh, and you also play rugby, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Now, because of my age, I am, I, I, I am already 50. <laughs> so I, I just play with the oldies, <laughs> not, with the, <laughs> not, not with the senior ones. <laughs> what, what is rugby like? I'm a sports person, too. Uh, yeah. What does rugby do for you and, and why do you love playing it? Well, if you watch a rugby match, uh, you'll think, well, this is, uh, they are just, uh, big guys hitting each other and it's more than that i mean um, it's a way of life it's a way of uh, learning to fight in life because uh, the the team is is um, is made by 15 people and uh, everybody has to do his work uh, if one fails everybody fails and a lot of a lot of uh, lessons of life uh, are, are learned uh, with this sport. I mean, uh, it's it's a it's a beautiful sport, and and the most beautiful thing is uh, when you finish your match, both teams we join together and and we share a good times with a beer in our hands, talking about the game, about the match, about the hits we got, the hits I gave. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a it's a sport full of friendship and and. Uh, and really good values. Now there are some distinct differences. I've I've actually watched rugby matches. I spent some time in Australia where rugby is pretty big. Sure. Um, but living in the states, you know, you don't really get exposed to it that much. Um, mm -hmm. There are some club sports here and there, but you know, we're used to American football, where it's I feel like a much more gruesome sport in terms of tackling technique but uh, but you know that rugby has much more of like a form finesse tackling technique just designed so that people don't get head injuries like we do over here uh, sure uh, we don't have any kind of protections as as uh, as you do in american football uh, me myself I, I i played one year american football too when i was uh, studying in my senior high school year back in the 90s there in in United States. Oh, you did. What position did you play? Uh, I was European, so I played the kicker. <laughs> of course. Of course. You have to. If you're from overseas, you have to be the kicker. It's, yeah. it's just what you do. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that was uh, my former uh, my former foreign exchange student in high school year over there. <laughs> so you talk about lessons of life learned from rugby. What about lessons that you can relate back to photography? Uh, a lot of them too. Uh, I mean, uh, photography, uh, I really feel comfortable with it. And, uh, and just be, uh, just uh, what I most like is being in the nature, uh, living the nature and respecting the nature and trying to, to find new places, uh, new things I can enjoy. What was it initially that led you to nature photography? Because sports photography and nature photography are two very different things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure they are. As I told you, uh, when I got my camera, the next thing was to learn to use it. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I had no idea about, uh, about using a camera more than the automatic way, hmm? automatic mm -hmm. mode. Uh, so I look for workshops or, um, and a teacher that can that could uh, teach me to to use it and the first thing i found was a nice guy uh, a really amazing guy and a really amazing teacher and he was starting a um, two-month uh, workshop for landscapes and i said well it's a, it's the closest the 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 nearest thing I had in time to to learn it. So I I just joined it, and uh, for those two months uh, we were going outside and taking photos of beautiful landscapes like two or three times a week, and and that was amazing. That really made my change my that really changed my mind and made me head into into the landscape landscape world. What are some of the opportunities and locations around Spain that you like to get to to take photos? Okay, I live in a in the northwest corner of Spain in a in a state called Galicia. It's uh, we are up uh, up uh, in the border and up uh, from Portugal. So most of the north coast of Spain, uh, I got it. I got it really close. I mean, I can drive uh, two, three, four, even five hours uh, by car and get to some amazing places. I mean, the north coast coast of Spain, it's it's really, really wonderful. You got coast, you got seas, you got uh, mountains really, really close. Natural national parks. Uh, I mean, it's it's an amazing place. I I I love all the all the north coast of Spain. If you ever want to come here to Spain, then you should go there. You should. Yeah, I the, I've said it before on the podcast, and I really feel like European countries. And, and Europe in general is undervalued in landscape photography because you can get to so many places in a short drive. Do you feel that way? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we are not used to, to drive 
uh, uh, so many hours in the car as as you are there in the states. I mean, uh, you have a, a really long distances with, uh, between states, and you are used to to drive uh, so much time. Here in Spain, we are not uh, that kind of that that used to, but um, you know. Um, If you can't drive, you have a lot of uh, flights uh, where to go. Really close home, you can I can fly to a lot of places in Europe. Um, so that's another good point for for landscape. I mean, uh, if I take a flight in one hour, I can be in the islands of Madeira. Uh, if I take another flight, I can be in, in two hours. I can be in Czech Republic or in Slovenia. There are um, really nice facilities and nice uh, ways to get there. Pretty inexpensive flights, too. I know just going from places like uh, the UK to Ireland to France, uh, flights connecting countries and even trains, pretty inexpensive. Yeah, sure they are. Uh, we got a, There are a lot of uh, low-cost companies, we call them, And uh, they fly. They they fly a lot of places. I mean, I can uh, right here, uh, one hour from home. I have an an international airport, uh, and and in three hours I can be in Iceland in with a pretty pretty beauty amount of money. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I I'm curious, um, being. In the states, I kind of know what the photography community is like in the United States. What have you found the photo community, especially around nature and landscapes, like in Spain? Here in Spain, uh, well, there is a really nice community. I mean, um, I got in touch with a lot of photographers all over these years, and and they are uh, they are really accessible. I mean. Um, any doubt you got, uh, you can ask them and, and they will they will tell you the answer. They won't hide anything and say, oh, that's what I'm going to tell you if you come to my workshop. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, it's a really friendly and kindly community. Like, and uh, there are, we have a lot of uh, pretty amazing photographers. Have your boys gotten interested in photography? My younger one uh, did. Uh, he he comes with me sometimes uh, to take photos too, and he's uh, really happy because if I got a new camera, then he knows that the older one is gonna be his. <laughs> <laughs> so is yeah. he is he pushing you that direction to get a new camera? No, no, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, um, in those years, I only had two cameras. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, I only, um, that's one thing I, I have for sure. I only change my camera, my gear, if I, if I really need to. So when, when he comes with you, uh, are you learning more from him or is he learning more from you? Um, really? Mm, I am learning one for him. You know, um, it's pretty amazing how um, how people that has no or, or not so many uh, life with photography, um, the, the views they have 
mm, they are really uh, reaching your own view. Uh, I don't know if you understand what I'm meaning. Uh, yeah. They have, uh, they have, mm, um, how can I say? They have uh, no toxic view. They, they, uh, no, they are not thinking about composition and all. They, it's just natural what they see. My wife, my wife, uh, it's my best uh, critic in my photography. I mean, uh, she she doesn't know anything at all about photography, uh, anything more than taking her phone and shooting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, when I when I show I show her one of my photos, she said, "Oh, I don't like this. Oh, this is uh, different. Oh, this color is too much uh, saturated." <laughs> You know, she's, she she really is my my best uh, critic. <laughs> That's uh, we sound like we have the same wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I hope no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just same personalities. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, w with you watching your youngest son kind of pick up photography i'm i'm a dad myself and it's yeah. really cool to you know she's she's two and a half so she's not older or anything like that but yeah. it is fun to watch her take interest in holding a camera using it learning how to take a photo um what has that been like for you as a dad watching your son kind of pick yeah. up that hobby that you're also interested in it's amazing, amazing uh, um, the way the way he comes with me, the way we share time together. Time together. I mean, uh, sharing the same hobbies it's uh, really builds um, a stronger dad son relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, on some of my trips, he all, he also came with me, and he really enjoys the time. Uh, I must say, uh, in the other hand, that now that he's 17, there are other hobbies he likes more <laughs> than photography. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, he's not coming with me so much as he often did. <laughs> Understood. As yeah. we get older, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, now he's with friends, uh, girlfriends, and things like that. So it's um, harder that he has time to come with me. But when we are together, we really enjoy the time. It probably makes that time more special now when he does sure. come with you, though. Sure, sure. Now that you know that those moments are shorter and fewer, uh, you really appreciate and enjoy them more. Yeah, you know, it brings up a really interesting topic. Um, that, that I've struggled with too, and I'd love to get your feedback on it of balancing um, family time, time with your wife, time with your kids versus like serious photography time, because you probably love that time with your family, but there are probably photo shoots that you want to get to that you know that maybe they probably don't want to go to, or it's an extreme location that they might not enjoy getting to. Sure, sure. It's kind of hard to to balance those those two worlds. I mean, um, time with families uh, for me it's uh, it's amazing, and uh, time for photography it's also amazing too. Um, getting those those balance uh, really requires requires. Um, some kind of patience and knowing in each moment 
where you are. Mm. I mean, um, there there are a lot of trips, family trips that I take my camera, the camera with me. Um, and I said, oh, that's an amazing shot. Oh, that would be an amazing photo. And I let them pass by mm -hmm. because, you know, when you are with family, you're all with family. And uh, when you are with your other hobby, uh, then you are concentrating in your other hobby. And um, I know, I know, I'm, <laughs> I know they, they, if they come with me to, to photographic trips, they will not enjoy them. Uh, I mean, um, I am I am more on, a, on a, I'm more of a slow photograph a slow photographic guy. So um, I I can be sitting in the same place with I know half an hour and searching for a different compositions, and that should be really difficult with your family saying, hey, are you finishing? Uh, shall we go? <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I mean, um, it's it's uh, really difficult to balance, but you, uh, the, the point or the key for me is to know where you are in, in, any, in, in any different moment. If you are with your family, you are, you are with your family. And if you are as a photographer, then you should be a photographer. Um, sure, Sometimes you have time to get those two worlds together, but uh, they are the fewer moments. Hmm. Does it make you take that time when you are strictly photography more seriously? Sure, sure. How sure. So? Uh, I have time to concentrate myself and... I I, I like I like a lot to go to go out and take photos on my own alone. I mean, I'm not the a guy that sure there are moments that that I will do, but I'm not a guy that pretty much likes to go with a whole a bunch of friends uh, photographers. I mean, I really enjoy the time together. Uh, sorry, I really really enjoy the time on my own. Photographing mm -hmm. um, makes me take things slower on my own rhythm and uh, to be searching and finding new things uh, more comfortable. Yeah, that's that's great. Have you tried the other side of it, going out with a lot of friends? Sure, sure. One of the best ways I, I had to for learning was to assist to workshops and uh -huh. uh, uh, not online, I mean, uh, in person. And in those workshops, more, uh, sometimes we were like six, seven or eight uh, different photographers. And really, uh, it's another way to enjoy the, uh, the photography world. Um, really uh, assisting to those workshops was a uh, was uh, a really good point for me. It, it made me improve my photography and see see other things and see uh, how can I say? I, sometimes um, eight eyes uh, look better than two. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Hey, real quick, I just want to pause and remind you of the sponsor of the podcast, Nature Photographers Network. You can sign up right now at naturephotographers.network and use the code LPS10 to get 10% off of that cost of just $49 for an entire year. 
that is what I'm giving you as a listener to the podcast and just as a thank you. So it's a really great program where you can learn to become a better photographer, how your photos come across, and honestly, a great way to discover your own style and discover other people who have interests in that same style as you. It's great to make connections and it's great to get feedback on your work. Again, that's naturephotographers.network and sign up for a yearly membership by using the code LPS10 for an extra 10% off. Let's get back to my talk with Francisco. How I'm curious, you know, you said that you're more of a slow photographer. Um, just looking through your website right before we jumped on and started talking, um, I'm curious to hear how you would describe your own photography style. Well, it really changed uh, from the beginning to now. I mean, um, when I first started and I, when, I, when I first started in the landscape world, uh, the first thing I, I did was uh, buying a wide-angle wide lens. I mean, uh, you know, that, um, that initial moment that you say, oh, I want everything in the photo, every picture, Every, every subject, everything I wanted, including my composition. Mm-hmm. Now uh, that was uh, well. I guess that's the the path of the of, of all the photographers. Uh, I mean, now uh, I am more. I went to a, a, a trip and I I rented um, a telephoto lens. It was a seventy two hundred. Mm-hmm. And that also was one of the moments that I can say that made a improvement in my in my photo. I mean, getting that telephoto lens and trying to find new things um, really, really, I really like them now. Uh, if you take a look at my photos, my initial ones, they, as I told you, they are more like big landscapes, and now. Um, I am evolving and focusing more on, I don't, um, I should say more intimate or small scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of the general path that I see a lot of landscape photographers take because those big scenes can be so inspiring and, you know, make you really say, wow, like I would love to be able to do something like that too. But then when you do it over and over, you're kind of like, well, what what else is there? Like, what else can I do rather than this one typical shot that, that I get every single time I go out? Do you find that to be true? Sure, sure. I guess this is the way that landscape photography is, is hitting now. Uh, uh, social media and the internet, uh, we are all saturated and over, overwhelming with uh, that amount of you know, photos and uh, all the photos uh, you got to a point that most most of the photos the major the majority part of them uh, they are all the same and uh, the really difference now it's it's uh, those intimate details and uh, it's i i guess it's a natural way of uh, the evolution in photography it is also funny going on trips to capture those intimate scenes like telling people that I'm traveling five hours to go photograph some mud on the ground when I could do that right outside my house um it's a bit odd 
for photographers to do yes that. yeah sure yeah sure <laughs> i mean and this is not it doesn't mean that you you have to take to to the trash those those mm -hmm. uh, big beautiful landscapes at all mm -hmm. uh, um, those um, sometimes when you travel uh, you you also should take those uh, i i call them postcards Mm -hmm. because we all do the same composition in the same iconic spot but uh, once once you do that uh, i really enjoy trying to find anything else, something else uh, something different um, this is the the way um, or the innovation that photography should be going in my opinion well, it could be too, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this as well, just exploring yourself and what inspires you as a photographer and as an artist. Yeah, sure, sure it is. Um, I guess I guess it, 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 it's also because of the of getting older. <laughs> that's, <laughs> some, that's something I, I've been thinking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you are becoming a more a quiet calm uh, person and i guess that that's what your work shows too you're you're not an old soul though if you're still yeah. playing rugby at 50 i feel like you're pretty young at heart yeah sure sure uh, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you know me in person that's uh, what most of my friends said <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> Uh, I mentioned but... looking at your website right before we jumped on and and one of the most interesting things that I saw on your website was categorizing your collections of photos from maybe a similar location or a similar style of photo as stories instead of collections. Um, sure. What for you, why label them as stories versus something else uh, sure um uh, in my website you 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 have two main main pages you have the galleries where i put the the photos uh, classified by the type of them the landscape the long exposures uh, the small details the textures and you got the other one that, that's called the stories, as, as you say, because um, there I, I, I try to put together um, the, um, the collection of photos that tells a story of something, maybe a trip, maybe a season, maybe uh, nature. Um, I mean, I think that they are all related in something and uh, that something is something um, I want to tell. I'm not pretty sure if if uh, everybody will feel the same um, or will will get what I am trying to say, but uh, I do, and that's what I try to express uh, with those uh, stories. How did you learn? to tell stories through a single image or a series of photos? 
Well, I guess it's uh, experience and uh, practice getting your eye uh, adjust to to a photography level that you are trying to reach. Um, I mean, a lot of my inspiration in in the way that in the way that I am working now or, or what I am trying to reach, say or capture comes from uh, analyzing the work of different other photographers. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you if if you if if I am meaning in, in the right way. I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a very active person in when 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 something when some something gets into my mind, uh, I try to stick to it for a long time and trying to learn everything about it. Uh, that's what I did in photography, and and uh, now um, I am focusing on trying to analyze the work of other fellow photographers and trying to learn from them uh, who are who are some of those photographers that you're learning from oh i can tell you a lot of a lot of names uh, if we if i think about uh, american photographers uh, one of my well uh, uh, i'm gonna tell you about uh, some names uh, one should be joshua snow Mm. I don't know if you know him. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Smith, um, it's another one I really like. Mm -hmm. And then we got Mike and Shane Bloom and Nick Page. Those were those mm -hmm. uh, those were the photographers I always look at. But now, as I'm as I am telling you that I'm looking for something else, something different, um, more more of that intimate or minimal landscapes. Then I am learning a lot watching about uh, watching the work of Alex Noriega, mm -hmm. uh, Eric Bennett, uh, Guy Tal, mm -hmm. um, Andrew Barufi, I, I, mm -hmm. I guess you got in, in your show. Mm -hmm. uh, those are the ones that um, in these days I am I am more focused on. Yeah. Either big landscapes or small scenes. That's a that's a pretty good list to, to look at and get inspiration sure. from. Sure. They're, they're, they are really amazing photographers and their, their work is uh, oof, really outstanding. In Spain, we got a, a lot of, well, uh, I have a, a, some other photographers that I like here. We got Rafa Irusta. Uh, he's, uh, I've been attending to one of his workshops and he's really an amazing photographer. Uh, Oof, another names I can give you, Pablo Ruiz Garcia. He's one of the best um, photographers in the panoramic world. Mm? You know those panoramic uh, mm -hmm. photos. He's really amazing mm? uh, at a worldwide <laughs> level. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, more on on a minimalistic and those small things that I'm liking now. Uh, we have. Javier Alonso Torre, he's really, really an amazing photographer. I never been to one of his workshops. I was going to attend to one, but uh, this uh, 
COVID or pandemic disease caught us and <laughs> everything went down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that did happen all over the world, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, I'm realizing that I only uh, giving you names of men photographers, <laughs> but I uh -huh. also have a... Uh, I also have inspiration with uh, the work of uh, women photographers. I mean, we got Kath Simard, um, Franca uh -huh. Gabler is amazing photographer, Victoria uh -huh. Hack, Sabna Reedy. Oof. There are a lot of them. <laughs> As yeah. I told you, I, a lot of them inspire, inspire me, are inspiring me. And uh, the only thing that's I, that I... I don't like is that I don't have so much time to study their work. <laughs> so many of them that I have, I don't have uh, so much time. <laughs> what What do you do for your job for full time work? I, I work for a, a, I work in the public administration here in Spain. Okay. Okay. Um, that That makes me have um, a lot of time for enjoying enjoying myself, maybe sports or photos, because I, I work from 8 in the morning to 3 p.m. And uh, when I I cross the door of my office at 3 p.m., I don't I don't have work at home and I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't bring those problems, troubles or whatever at home. I mean, they stay there at the office uh, till 18 a.m. next day. That's very nice. As somebody who is self-employed and is surrounded by all the problems all the time, uh, sure. that sounds very nice. <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> sure. That's one of the things that I, that I that uh, slows me from going to full-time photographer or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, my life is my way of life. It's really safe uh, now. Uh, that brings safety to my family and uh, I have a lot of time all the afternoons and nights and weekends to to spend it with them and with photography I mean uh, if I go uh, to full photo uh, a full-time photographer that should be ooh, really complicated and I really would like to but uh, I know that that will bring some other amount of problems that maybe I'm not ready to face. <laughs> mm. Well, it goes back to us talking about balance, right? And I, sure. I feel like, um, and this is just me looking from across the ocean, that many European countries have a better grasp on balance uh, in life than many people in the United States and culturally in the United States too. Um, so that's ultimately why I like bringing people from other countries on to give, you know, their feedback on balance, uh, how they like to take photos. Cause it, it, we can all learn from each other from various cultures and what we experience on a day-to-day -day basis. Sure. Sure. Uh, knowing different cultures and and different ways of life, it's uh, really uh, it's uh, really amazing and really makes you grow as a growth uh, grow as, as a person or as a community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I'm curious. You know, we've covered a wide range of topics here. As we wrap up and finish up, 
where do you see your photography going? You've given us a really good lens into what you've experienced up until now, but, but where do you see that going in the future? Oof, that's a really good question. I, I, <laughs> I never thought about it. I mean, I'm living the moment and living the way, living the way. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, I would like to uh, hit my uh, get my own style and mm-hmm. well, it's, uh, I, I don't have many thoughts about that. Ah, that's fine. That's fine. It just shows that you enjoy the moment of where yeah, you are true, now and true. appreciate yeah. that. And I guess that's um, that's well, that's the point. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the moment and. I'm not looking at the future. I don't know. Um, I, I understand photography as a whole experience and I live in it now. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably one of the best answers I've gotten on that question. <laughs> oh, well, maybe not the one you expected. I mean, <laughs> but uh, I don't know how to tell how my photography is going to hit. But mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I know where it's now and that's what I like and that's what I'm living. <laughs> well, Francisco, thank you so much for joining us, spending the time after your busy day at work and, and coming on and talking with us and, and sharing your thoughts. I know we all got a lot out of it. Well, that's, that was a pleasure for me. And as I told you before, I'm, I'm really honored to be here and knowing all the names you got here as, as guests. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> Enlightening us all is what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot. I mean, uh, it's really a pleasure to have uh, somebody uh, making the work that you are. That's uh, really really amazing uh, living uh, letting us get the, that window to get known and to to send maybe our small message but uh, it's really amazing that you let us that opportunity thank you the pleasure is all mine truly thanks i hope that was a really inspiring discussion for you to listen to as much as it was for me to have with somebody from another country. It was so fun to talk to him about his photography, his journey, and honestly, his answer about where do you see your photography going was the best that I've ever had. It made me sit down and think about, okay, am I thinking about the future of photography and my photography and where it's going when I'm out shooting, or am I actually sitting down and just enjoying the moment when I'm out shooting? It's always nice to get those answers that make me think, and I hope it made you think too. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.